What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are in the midst of All-Star break. And for the first time, there is a bit of a change in how things are being done with the MLB draft. MLB draft is being held during All-Star weekend, which I think is a very welcome change. It used to be done earlier. It used to be done while some of the players were still in their college seasons. And it was a bit of a distraction. But now they just make a part of the All-Star festivities, which is how it really should be done. And the first day of the draft was on Sunday night, and we're going to go into it. So it was a pretty good a pretty good start to the draft because, you know, there were a lot of major league bloodlines in these picks, a lot of sons of former major leaguers, a lot of sons of former pro athletes. That's been a trend, and that was, you know, we knew that was going to happen for this year's class, but it's it's unlike something I've seen before. The number one overall pick was Jackson Holiday, the son of Matt Holiday. We all know who Matt Holiday is. He was just playing in the big leagues not long ago. He probably could still play in the big leagues today. But his son, Jackson Holiday, a shortstop, went number one overall to the Orioles. Then Drew Jones, that's the son of Andrew Jones, the former... Atlanta Brave, the guy who probably should have been in the Hall of Fame, probably should be. Well, Andrew Jones' son went number two overall to the Diamondbacks. Then Kumar Rocker went third overall to the Texas Rangers. Kumar Rocker, we know about him last year, how he he was drafted 10th overall, I believe, and was unable to reach an agreement with the Mets. And then, you know, he's back this year. He goes third overall to the Rangers. Number four was a high school shortstop by the name of Tamar Johnson, who is the best hitter in this class and the best hitter in this draft as far as I'm concerned. This guy is a special bat. Just bat first. They're going to move him over to second base, but that bat will play. And then number five was Elijah Green. He is the son of former NFL player Eric Green, former NFL tight end. His son is built like a football player, but he plays baseball. He is an outfielder from IMG Academy. Talent, just a, a loaded a loaded draft, in my opinion. And there's more. There are actually more sons of major leaguers that went in the first round. We saw Carl Crawford's son, Justin. He went number 17 to the Phillies. We saw Luke Collier's son, Cam, go number 18 to the Reds. I mean, not long ago, these guys were at All-Star Week because... Their dads were all-stars, and now they're at All-Star Week because they're being drafted. It's it's pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable, honestly. So, I mean, if we look at it, if you, if you look at the draft, right? In baseball, the guys who are being drafted are not going to be in the big leagues the following year. You don't expect them to be in the majors right away. So teams are going to take the best player available. That's what they do. You don't draft for need in baseball. You don't say, hey, we need a shortstop. Let's go and draft a shortstop. We need a pitcher. Let's draft a pitcher because the player is not going to be ready. You know, you have to use your farm system. So what you do is you draft somebody that's the best player available and you know you, you develop them and hope that when they're ready in a couple years' time that they will be a huge asset to your organization and you kind of cross that bridge where you get there as far as finding a spot for them in the lineup. But these kids are good. They're going to play. They're going to be fine, especially these first rounders. You know, most of them will will make their way up, especially these super early first rounders. Most of them will make their way up to the big leagues 
in due time. So that is that is what we're seeing here. But um, yeah, a lot of lot of great talent in this in this um, in this draft class. You know, I want to talk about some highlights. So with Shohei Otani doing his thing in the major leagues, how he has become a legitimate two way player. A lot of teams are now more receptive to the idea of someone being a two-way player. Well, I mean, so now you, you do see some some players getting more looks. For example, um, you know, there were a number of players taken the first round that have dabbled both as pitchers and hitters. But there was one player, Reggie Crawford, the 30th pick of the ninth, the final pick of the first round. He is from the University of Connecticut. He was officially drafted as a two-way player. He's out of UConn. He is drafted as a left-handed pitcher and first baseman. So he's a guy who has a plus slider and touches triple digits with his fastball. And, you know, with the bat, he has some big left-handed power. 13 home runs over 51 games last year. He hit 309 over two years at UConn, primarily playing first base, just Got a lot of power, you know, 362 on base percentage. He's listed as 6'4", 235. So he's viewed as high upside, but also risky for the Giants because, you know, they were they were uh, selecting at the end of the first round because they had the best record in baseball in 2021. So at that point, you're taking a bit of a chance on upside. But the Giants think he has exceptional talent and he's a two-way guy. He's definitely a two-way guy. So, you know, Crawford had actually committed to transferring to Tennessee, but he confirmed that he plans to sign with the Giants and turn pro this summer. He, he entered the draft and he decided to go pro instead. So right now he's eight months removed from Tommy John surgery and he's throwing out to 150 feet, but he expects to be cleared to throw off the mound in the next few weeks. And he probably won't pitch competitively until spring training of next year, but he could return as a hitter before then. So he's on track to take live batting practice this year and could see game action in Arizona as a DH this summer. So yes, two-way players definitely remain rare around baseball, but the emergence of Otani has definitely, you know, it's made teams more open to giving players a chance to develop as both pitchers and hitters. So what did your team do? What did your team do? I mean, take a look at the first the first night of the MLB draft and see how your team did, um, who they selected. I know for my team, uh, I'm a Red Sox fan. It's kind of funny because the Red Sox took a California high school shortstop yet again with their first pick of the night, and they did it yet again with their second pick of the night. So, you know, if you go back to 2020, that's what the Red Sox did with their first pick in the first round. They took a California high school shortstop, go to 2021. They took a California high school shortstop. They go to last night. They take a California high school shortstop with their first two picks. It's like, what are the Red Sox trying to do? Well, obviously, it's that they don't care about position. They just want to take the best player available. And they know a shortstop can always move to another position. It's going to, someone like that is going to be athletic enough to play elsewhere on the diamond. You can always pop them over to second. You can pop them over to third. You can move them to the outfield. So it doesn't matter if they're a shortstop right now. It doesn't mean that they're going to be shortstops in the long term just take the best available athlete and the best players and figure out the position later i think that's a really good way to go about it you just want to stock up the farm system and build a lot of talent that's what 
the Red Sox have done. So, if you take a look at the Orioles who selected Jackson Holiday, you know, they have a very interesting, you know, interesting crop now. You know, they've been picking at the top of the draft for a few years, and they've, they're have they starting to see those those results in the big leagues slowly. Adley Rutschman is up now. You know, they have Grayson Rodriguez, who would be up in the big leagues this year if not for the injury that he sustained that will end his season. You know, they have more and more players coming up that farm system, and that's what happens when, when you pick at the top. So you'll see... Jackson Holiday, you know, he'll be followed closely as he as he makes his way through the minors. But of course, no rush with him being a high school bat. Adley Rushman was a college bat, so there's not going to be much rush with Jackson Holiday. But he's definitely going to be um, a much awaited prospect eventually in Baltimore. So that is going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.